guys, this is Rob, and uh, welcome to day number 11 of an experiment. This is an experiment! What? What'd you say? No, I'm just, I'm just yelling for the podcast. <laughs> I'm telling people that this is an experiment! This is an experiment. And what the experiment is, is uh, a little over 11 days ago, sometime um, between the beginning of my life and uh, the 1st of January 2019, I had this idea. The idea was, it was actually a question. The question was, what would happen if I sat down and drank a Guinness? By the way, I got my Guinness right here. 11 Guinness, 11 Guinness, 11, 11 Guinnesses in uh, 11 days. Uh, which is actually false. Uh, there's been a few of these instances where I've recorded these conversations with friends over Guinness. So uh, you're not, I mean, you're not gonna just have one Guinness. So m- multiples. I think I'm, poss- I'm probably up to like 15 or 16 right now. Who's counting? Apparently, I'm counting. Anyways, uh, the question was, what would happen if I sat down? What What am I saying, by the way? I'm rambling. I'm already 30 seconds in rambling. Ah, uh, what would happen if I sat down every day and I drank a Guinness? And I sat down and I recorded a podcast. Uh, and the, here's the point of all of it. The point is, I I, I became I, I became well, I guess curious, man. I'm I'm saying curiosity so many times in these in these podcasts. I'm becoming like a parody of myself. Anyways, the curiosity is, what if I could actually change my own definition, my personal definition of curiosity from a noun to a lifestyle, to an action, to a verb, to the way I view the world around me, to the way I hold myself in the universe, to the way I interact with people and drinks, food, culture, art, uh, whatever it is. Uh, Now, here's something. I'm going to say this. That's kind of like a spiel. I know I've been saying that. If you've been listening along for the past 11 days, I know you've heard it before. Uh, But here's something new. I was thinking about this today. I was at, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine over lunch. Uh, shout out to Nick Kosovic. By the way, Nick, uh, if you, if anybody listened to my episode a few days ago where I went over to Lawless Distilling and my friend, I referenced, uh, I think in the in- intro of that podcast, his name's Nick. He's legendary. He's owner of Bitter Cube Bitters. I actually did a longer interview with him. He was one of my first guests on this podcast uh, about a year and a half ago. And we're at lunch and he told me, dude, great podcast. Uh, Heads up, you are pronouncing my name wrong. So I'm super embarrassed. It's not Nick Kosovic. It's Nick Kosovic. Morgan, you know this. Get this right. Anyways, Nick, I'm so sorry. Everybody else, get it right. Come on, what's your problem? Uh, Where was I going? Holy crap, that was a tangent. Uh, Oh, yes, I was having lunch with Nick today. We were having ramen downtown. And through that conversation, it came to me that there, I think... There's a misunderstanding with this this idea of curiosity, and if you becoming a more curious person, and this whole idea of me wanting to become uh, living a lifestyle of curiosity, and thinking that it just means annoying the crap out of everybody with a ton of questions. Curiosity. I just I realize that my definition of curiosity is often limited when I just think of curiosity as just asking questions, and that can be just obnoxious. I know it. So uh, I'm realizing that it's actually more of a way you position yourself in the world. I'm still working this out, but I think curiosity might not just be about questions. 
because when you ask questions, that's about talking, and that's important because that's part of conversation. But maybe curiosity is mainly about listening. Maybe curiosity is about uh, existing in the world and constantly keeping your eyes open. It's about being fascinated with the things around you. It's about seeing things deeper than just face value. Anyways, uh, just a tidbit. Something that's been on my mind today. Anyways, this conversation that we're about to jump into with a guy named Ben Rosenbush, he was about to sound check for his CD release. Uh, his band, Ben Rosenbush and the Brighton, is going to release tonight. Actually, even I probably they're about to start playing while I'm recording this right now. Uh, they're doing their CD release tonight. Reached out to Ben and asked him if he would be willing to take a few minutes, let me sit down, have a conversation with him. But Ben Rosenbush is genuinely one of the kindest humans I've ever met. Uh, and I know that's such a weird thing to say about somebody. That's why I'm just saying it to a microphone and not to his face because it just doesn't feel as weird. Anyways, uh, Ben, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. Uh, I am such a fan of the energy and the aura and everything that is about Ben and his creativity and what that not only it's just I don't want to just say I'm, I'm a fan of his music because that's just to think about that it kind of puts people in boxes of we are what we create but I really just his existence if you've ever spent more than a few minutes in the presence of Ben you'll know what I'm talking about great human Ben thank you for hanging out with me now here's the deal I've been in a, in a studio and recorded hundreds of times, and Ben is no stranger in the studio. He's f recorded far more times than me. So uh, I, w I was wondering what would happen if I sat down with Ben and tried to come at this conversation, his CD release, with a beginner's mindset. Uh, and I was, so I, before, as I was driving over to meet up with Ben, I was thinking to myself, what would... Uh, what it, what would it what would a question be that if that someone may have that has never uh, written a song and recorded an album? Maybe you've written a song, but you've actually never recorded an album with a group of people in the studio. So uh, maybe we'll start it right there. My conversation with Ben Rosenbush. Oh, before I go, uh, Ben is re they're releasing their album, their third full length, I believe it is, but it is not yet available uh, anywhere online. I think the only place you can get the album is tonight if you were there. And if you're listening to this, most likely you were not there, you're missing out. Uh, but, uh, so the album is not quite available online, so here's the deal. After my my conversation with Ben, I'm gonna play, this is, one, this is a debut of Ben Rosenbush and the Brightons uh, album debut i don't even know what i'm saying right now but i'm gonna play a song called kyle from their brand new album uh and so that's all i got hope you're having a great day uh this is my short conversation short and sweet conversation with ben rosenbush in the green room at the venue the hook and ladder in minneapolis minnesota We get really heady about talking about releasing an album or something, music in general, but I'm trying to think about, okay, if I had never recorded, if you had never done a song before or something like that, listening to a podcast episode, it could be really cool to hear the question I feel like I would have is what does it feel like to record an album? Yeah, what a great question. So I'm wondering, what does it feel like to record this album? So maybe start here with this question at the very beginning of this. 
uh, I just unload the deepest question on you. No, it's like great. Ten minutes. But like, okay, so my first thing would be, did the idea, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the, the, the idea to record an album, like I've got to do my next album, uh, that pop in your mind? Or did you have all these songs and say, I've got all these songs, I should record it? You know, for me, I do well when I kick out a goal. And of course, a lot of people do. Um, so I'm not a, hey, let's see what happens and then organize it later. I'm kind of like, hey, this is, this is where I'd love to go. And I take that journey. Now that destination is always going to be a place I didn't expect. That's what's cool about it, right? So when you're talking about what are the emotions in doing a record, it's like every one under the sun. Because it's, it's crazy anxiety producing at times because you don't know what it's going to be, but then also just electrically joyful because my favorite thing about music is that it's kind of a living metaphor in that you, when you're playing together in the studio and you got several people, especially during that bed tracking session, which for those listeners, like a bed tracking session is when you kick off like the first layer of the record. You got drums, bass in there, electric maybe, you know, just kind of some basic... Uh, your core of your sound each person's sound mingles like in that space and becomes something new it's like you know it's color theory your color my color mixes together and it's a new color yeah you know yeah totally and so no matter what you bring in so we're hanging out yeah. in the sound waves and we become something different because each person has something to offer so that's what i love about music it's a collaborative art form you know it's it's something where it becomes new every new person you add in. And that's a brilliant, awesome thing to celebrate, but you also gotta let go of it. So yes. it's kinda like this thing where you have to, you know, so the emotions are like, oh, if I really try to hold this song close, it's never gonna become what it wants to become. But if I hold it open, it's gonna like take off and surprise me and become way, something way cooler than I thought, it, you know, especially when you get the right people. So, yes. you know, chicken egg, I don't know, man, I'm, I'm like, you know, I want to do like three records with the Brighton, and this is number three. And so I had that in my mind. I just kind of kept writing. And But you can't force a song out of the thin air. I mean, you know, it's like usually like some, I got pissed off or something or <laughs> had a bad day or something. Yes. And you get around a piano and a melody starts to shape and something, some kind of song begins to come out of that. Yeah. You know? uh, I never go in with it like, uh, I don't know. This is how it has to yeah, be? Yeah, no. Okay, that, uh, that's what I was going to ask you. You get ambushed, this. right? Yes. Now, okay, you're saying all that like this is such a natural, easy thing. It's but not. so many people no. that, like have a hard time with that. Because it, I'm just thinking of myself personally. When I have an idea, it's taken me so long to learn to hold my ideas with an open hand. Just with my own personality, when I, especially in a studio scenario. So is that, has the collaboration side that you're saying, is that a natural thing for you or is that something you had to learn? That's a great question, Rob. You should do podcasts. <laughs> you should do podcasts. Oh my gosh. In the words of Gabe, Gabe Hagen, I'm so nervous. I'm so nervous. <laughs> my dear friend, Gabriel. Uh, uh, I mean, it is, for me, both, I've learned to love it. Yeah. And I think, you know, to get a little bit... Uh, self-revealing I think in my own journey the more I kind of have an inner peace inside and try less to have what's external define me mm -hmm. or what's external hold my identity 
but rather find through grace and time and uh, acceptance and vulnerability and uh, all that to find, oh, I am who I am and I get to celebrate that as being a creation who creates. I don't need what's outside me to define me. Then I can have an idea pass through me and open it up. And what's cool about that, Rob, to me, is that sometimes an idea that you have is actually going to unlock a whole bunch of other people. And so we're like keys for each other. So if we learn to have that spirit of openness, you're just going to create more. It's exponential. You're not going to lose it. That's the fear, right? You're going to lose something. But actually, when you give it away, it becomes more. Man, where where did you learn that? Because I mean, that's such like a that's such a lame question, actually. Because I'm just thinking when you're saying this, I'm thinking about myself, and I'm, I, everything you're saying, I just know as I hold as truth, uh, and I know to be true. But it, it, I've only discovered that myself through either wins in my life of like coming out the other side and realizing like the synergy that you're talking about is like so worth it. It's worth it to get there with people, or from failures in my life yeah. of like where I've bombed and I've had to learn the hard way of that. Well, I think you got the recipe right there. I don't think there is, there is no defined journey for personal growth. The point is that there, that you're just left without a map, and you have to listen. You yeah. Know what I mean, and and you just take a step toward that, you know, voice of peace and wisdom and healing, and it's through failure and success, man. And I think we learn more from the failures. I mean, it's like. Uh, you know, for kind to ourselves, boy, creative people have to be kind to themselves way more than we are because, you know, that's not helping creativity. You know, just being so hard on yourself, that ain't gonna help you. I mean, I've certainly, I mean, you know, I used to take these writing retreats and still do sometimes, and there was one where I, I literally was almost going crazy because I was so unkind to myself in that space. Just really? like forcing myself on the chair. Or, or like, you know, yeah, yeah. Tying, tying the song to the chair. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, forcing a confession out. That's like a Billy Collins uh, poem. Oh, really? Yeah, tie a poem to a chair and force a confession out of it. Uh, <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, you know. It's such a great analogy. Right. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, I, I'm just saying like... You, I don't know how you learn this stuff, you know, but it's, there's something to learn every day, I guess. That's pretty cliche, but it, it is, it is, it is the deep truth that is everything that you need right now is surrounding you. You got to enter in the present moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, that is, dude, that is so cool. You're saying all this and the only, if I'm going to be honest, the only thing that's going through my head right now is why the hell do I only have 10 minutes sitting down with Ben? Because <laughs> I just want like, so many questions. We can questions. make it a little longer. Oh man, but, no, I would love, I mean, yeah, I would, no, I this is making me, it would be so fun to sit down longer sometime if you yeah. ever had time, oh, just to talk course. about like what that process looks like for you. Yeah. Um, okay, I want to be respectful because we you do have the, you've got the band downstairs sound yeah, checking. Yeah, yeah, um, at, at 5.30. Here. I, he, let's, let's end with this. Of this, how many songs are is this album I think that 11 songs okay yeah 11 Let, tunes let's end with this question then out of the 11 tunes I'm gonna go I'm gonna sit is it available when's it available online to listen to uh, that's a great question I should know that but is, I, is I it right it. now or they'll it's not be... right now it will be soon I'll, okay. so I'll go like hey check, okay. keep checking in okay then as people listen say if someone listens to, listen to this conversation 
and they go and they listen to the album, what of the 11 songs, is there a song that pops out to you that came the fastest to you? Like oh, when you're talking about creating as a band, which song just like, like it almost just seemed like you couldn't stop it when you were recording it and just, it showed itself to you the quickest. Is there one that comes to mind? I'm thinking for you here, man. Um, and if you could tell me the specific uh, chord structure and uh, recite the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think the other guys might have different answers, which is kind of interesting in itself. But I think when we recorded the song Kyle on the record, um, which is about my cousin, uh, something it kind of it kind of had something that that drew us forward. So it was almost like we were following it yeah. as opposed to trying to find it, which is a cool feeling. So it kind of had this inner momentum already for itself that we just had to be true to. And the first pass of yeah. what the guys did was like, okay, yes. And it was like mm -hmm. kind of creating images. I remember Jeremy was playing this electric piece and it was like, that's the frozen landscape I see in my head when I hear this song. It's like what you just played. So, so we were we were speaking together well. There's yes. certainly other songs that took a long time. That you just had to uncover. Yeah, that, had to yeah, uncover, yeah. But yeah. Oh man, I'm so pumped to hear that song. Right on. Then, yeah. Dude, thanks for sitting down with me. Hey man, man hey, I don't it's know a what, pleasure, Rob. I don't know what the future looks like. I am gonna say it because I want this on record, and I mean this, dude. I don't know what your future looks like, but I'm so thankful that you are creating the Twin Cities because I feel Thank like you. they feel like creativity and like a healthy vibe, and like I would, I don't know, vibe is such a lame word to say. I think just like the spirit of a person propels other people. I think when you have someone br shining bright, it like lights other logs on fire. And I think you're one of those. And I think I'm like, we're all like better for it because you're around here. Man, that so anyways, is a I huge, huge that. thing to say. And anyways. I take that and with humility and gratefulness. So yeah. thanks. I take that into uh, my ego. <laughs>
Empties from to the mouth Stay Right.